0: We've Got a lot of people that trying to figure out how to interpret their results. Again, David Mines has been going around the country doing these seminars for years. There's a problem because most docs don't know how to interpret these. The good thing is often very much related to the bad thing. We've got a lot of people that are getting CIMTs and beginning to get awakened to risk that they have for heart attack and stroke and risk that they can actually impact to prevent that risk. And prevent that event. So that's the good thing. The bad thing is we've got a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to interpret their results. Again, David Mines has been going around the country doing these seminars for years. There's a problem because most docs don't know how to interpret these. These patients get these and then they don't know what to do with it. They take it to their doc and their doc says, I don't know anything about that and it can't be any good. Here's what we're doing. This next video coming now is going to be about a little bit more detail on how to interpret these things. As you know, we've done several hours. Uh, We've got maybe about a dozen videos on CIMT now. This is one of them where Todd actually went through a lot of the science with me and some discussions that he's had with the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force and why it's taken the medical advisory committees, the standards committees, so long to begin to understand the science and warm up to CIMT but let's get very practical and that's what we're gonna do here. Speaking of getting practical, you know, we've got the webinar series. We've been doing a webinar series on insulin resistance, prediabetes, cardiovascular inflammation, where people actually can get their own results and then start tuning in with groups with us and learning how to interpret these things. So those have been very, very well received and we're starting those now with CINT as well. That's what the rest of this video is. I'm going to give you some examples. Some of the examples are other people. The examples that have the name on them are mine. When you get a cardio risk CIMT, this is basically what it will look like. There will be four sections. This top section is thin and it shows you basically your arterial age. The bottom section is how they calculated that arterial age and we'll go into some depth on that in a few minutes. Then you've got the middle section and that can be kind of scary because if you've got plaque at all, you're gonna often end up something in red here. And again, I have to spend a lot of time with a lot of patients saying, whoa, wait a minute. It's not that bad a news. Let's just back off and understand it. But it also helps us understand the science behind it. Usually, I start with talking about these three images. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. The last thing that we talk about is the actual plaque and whether or not you have discrete plaques, whether or not you have calcified or soft plaque. And as you remember, this is the only screening method that actually shows soft plaque. If you may remember, it goes back about five six years ago when I got my own first CIMT. I'm 62 now. It was like 56 57, so it was about five or six years ago. And I expected to do a victory lap after mine. In fact, though, I had 73 year old arteries. Now that wasn't a happy moment. So I've been through some of this pain myself in terms of that activity and that discovery. And at the end of the day, we get to the punchline and I had some insulin resistance getting started that I had not been uh, keeping an eye on. Because I started doing more of this at that time, I had access to a lot of CIMTs. And over the next couple of years, as you could see here, the CIMT tech would come in to do CIMTs for my patients. I'd get another one. And within just a few months, after making some changes, one of them being I bit the bullet and agreed to start taking a statin. But I made some other tweaks as well. Major one being focusing on insulin resistance. Within a couple of years, I had a steady decline from a 73 year old arteries at age 57 to what 52 year old arteries at age 59 60. So just gives you some perspective that you know what as doctors we often get nailed as well. So that's my most one of my more recent uh, CIMTs. We're going to go through some details though to begin to help you understand how to interpret your own specific results. As I said, I usually start with this area where the images are. This image down at the bottom is the best one for people to get oriented because it shows the head, it shows the nose, then it shows the common carotid artery and the fork, the bifurcation, the bulb. That's where the common carotid splits into the external carotid and internal carotid. The external carotid provides blood to the face and uh, skin here. The internal carotid goes to the brain. This is a hone down or a, or a uh, drill down on that one area in the circle and that focuses on the bifurcation or the bulb. Now up here, you'll see that we have more of an actual IMT picture. You see a very narrow white line here. You see a black line and then a thick white line. So the narrow white line is the intima layer. The thick white line is the media or muscle layer and that black space in between is the plaque, oxidized LDL. It's what we're worried about. Now you also see, at least in this CCA area, common carotid artery area, to get a CIMT you want to get one centimeter of flat space right there. And they outlined for me, they highlighted where they took that average. Now what a CIMT does is it takes 600 cuts in that space, cuts meaning uh, slices on the image, and averages the IMT space at that point. That number is what they came over here to show a what? 0.68? I'm having trouble seeing that with my old eyes and uh, the coloring here. Yeah, 0.68 millimeters. So what does that mean? We'll go down in just a second actually, let's go down there now. You go down to see, okay, here's the male's line, this blue line, and the female's line is pink. Remember, to go back up, most of these CIMTs will have that top image. This is, again, five years ago. It was done with a different company, so it's slightly different format. But I have those numbers and then I go down to the nomogram. Let's go back to the nomogram and look at my three numbers and how you found those. So at 0.68, that's the red number down there. My original CIMT back in uh, February of 2015, my CIMT at that point was 0.884. Well, if you go and look at 0.884, that's here where that light blue dot is. You go over to the blue line, the male's line, and you say, okay, where does point eight eight or eight eight four intersect with the male line? And that is right about there. So that's where they came up with that and said, okay, your arterial age at this point corresponds to a 73 year old male. Now let's step back even further and say, where does that blue line come from and how did they get that number anyway? And why is there a blue line and a pink line? Well, just to remind you, coronary artery calcium score has radiation. Clearly, most of the stress, EKGs, nuclear stress tests, those kind of things, most of those have radiation as well. But CIMT is an ultrasound technology, so it doesn't have radiation. Therefore, you see tens of thousands of every age, even kids coming out of the womb. And CIMT of kids coming out of the womb has shown that yes, many of us have started to lay down LDL or plaque before we're even born. So that helps you begin to understand we have these numbers. The nomogram. Noma meaning normal and gram meaning picture or graph. And the other thing that we would mention in this is that there's a blue line and a pink line. Again, help us understand that men tend to get risk for heart attack and stroke before women. Now I've had some, you know, you go on it on YouTube and you get some hater comments. Every time I make comments about this and men and testosterone and our slightly more inflammatory cardiovascular status, I get a lot of hater comments. The reality is that men get heart attack and stroke earlier than women and let's just leave it at that and move on now. So that's why you have a blue line and a pink line because again, men tend to lay this plaque down quicker than women. It doesn't mean that women don't have heart attack and stroke. It's clearly the the number one killer and disabler of women as well. But again, back to our point, that's how you get to understand arterial age. And when you start looking at my declining, steadily declining IMT over that two-year period, you can understand how I reversed plaque over a two-year period. Let's go back up. And look at a couple of other things. How about these numbers in the middle? Two things that have routinely shown risk on in the science. One is IMT and the other one is average or mean max. Average IMT which again you remember that? That's where you get patient age. The second one that again shows up multiple times in the science as an indicator of heart attack and stroke risk is the average or mean max. For those of you who've spent any time in statistics, you don't have to have spent much time at all to know that an average or a mean is not the same as a max either, you know. So, why would you put those together? Is that an oxymoron? Here's what it is you're taking the average of the six largest peaks of your plaque. It's like taking a topographical map on a cross section where you've got flat down here where the ocean is. But then you've got peaks up at the up in the mountain range. Well, you take the top six peaks and you average those. So that's where you get the term mean max or average max. And that number, again, this is the second and third uh, numbers rows here in this middle section of the uh, IMT report. That number is also very important. Now Todd also includes a number called plaque burden. A little bit different science behind that. Here's one of the reasons I tend to slow people down on that. As you see on mine, if there's going to be a place where there are numbers in red which scare people, it's gonna, usually going to be in the plaque burden. I usually have to tell people, wait a minute, just back off of that emotional ledge. This is for the most part good news because you're finding out that you had risk before you would have found out otherwise. Most people without doing this sort of thing might find out that they had a heart attack risk by dying from a heart attack. So you know now that you've got some risk and there's always stuff we can do to manage and decrease that risk. Now let's go in and talk a little bit more about this section here. This is the final section on the uh, IMT report and you'll see there are several different errors here. The first one is 1.3 millimeters. So if you have a specific area of plaque and it's 1.3 millimeters or higher, that has also been shown to implicate some risk. You look at all these other areas, right CCA, for example, right common carotid artery, no specific mentionable plaques there. If we're going to see significant additional plaque, it's usually going to be in the bulb because of the turbulence. And yes, I have a, a plaque there of 1.6. So I have some increased risk there and you see a number next to that 1.6. So if there is a plaque higher than 1.3 millimeters, then you'll get this letter S, H, or E. S is soft. It's that liquid plaque soup that is dangerous. E is echogenic. It means that we're looking actually at mostly at calcium a tenth to a hundredth of the risk associated with soft plaque. And then heterogeneous is starting to show some calcium specks in it. It's starting to organize, meaning it's starting to develop some connective tissue and stabilize. So hopefully that will help you as you uh, begin to look at your own numbers. Again, we're talking about several different sections, four sections. The first one has to do with just the arterial age. That's up here. The second one deals with the mean the IMT as one of the two critical items. And the second critical item is the mean max, the average of those peaks. Then the third section here is specific plaque areas. And again, if you've got an area over 1.3, then you'll see one of these letters soft, heterogeneous, or echogenic. And again, soft being the ones that we're really concerned about. The fourth area is, as we've discussed before, that's where they have the nomograms and where you start looking to see, okay, how did we actually get a calculation or estimate of arterial age? This has been a long video. Again, wanted to help folks understand a little bit more about how to read your CIMT. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.